I'd like to welcome y'all to Secrets from the South. I'm your friend, Scotty Ray, along with my co-host, Terry. Now, you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the 6 o'clock news. We talk a little slower, and we've got a southern drawl. But nonetheless, we've got a great podcast lined up just for you. We'll bring you some interesting stories. They're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable. But it would be just plain impolite not to share them. So get yourself comfortable. Find some southern charm and a glass of iced tea and enjoy. Terry and I welcome you back for another episode of Secrets from the South. Have you been to town lately? Well, I did last week to buy a garden hose. Yeah? I stood in line in Lowe's for about 45 minutes trying to buy that. You know what I realized? Yeah, we have a new topic this week. And I hope you'll enjoy this week's episode titled, Help Wanted. Scotty, you know I love me some Cracker Barrel. Well, most everybody does. Well, it's just a great place to go sit and play checkers out front and go inside and get you some of those dumplings that are so good. I tell you what I like. I like the um, pancakes. And I don't guess I've ever had oh, the pancakes. Oh, my goodness. They're crunchy on the outside. They are to die for. But, you know, you just can't go wrong at Cracker Barrel. I don't care if you go and you get breakfast or if you go and just get a traditional dinner or lunch it's gonna be good and you're gonna get some good sweet tea oh yeah i forgot about that but you know i was so disappointed the other day i we pulled up and again we had been out and about and it was probably like eight ish and we get there now this is during the week i don't know that they've ever had days that they're does cracker barrel have closed hours i'm talking about like where they're not open on a monday they sit right off of the interstate yeah, that that's normally till at least ten, I would think. Yeah, and we pull up and it's eight ish, and I'm not gonna say the location, and they're closed. And guess why they're closed? Well, tell me. Because they can't get people to come to work. Oh, Terry, this is a huge problem we've got now. It's a huge problem everywhere that I think a lot of industries are seeing, and and we know where this all came from. Oh yeah, the U.S. government. Well, I mean, it started with the pandemic, and then you got folks that. At one point, when we all were shut down, people did lose their jobs. Absolutely. And I mean, even if it was just temporarily, then. they lost their, their job. And so the government stepped in and said, hey, we're going to send these stimulus checks. And I know that there's probably not a person out there that wasn't a recipient of one that wasn't glad to have it. Correct. And, and I agree with it. They needed it when you couldn't go to work. Yeah. And, and so nothing wrong with that. And then you've got unemployment that you add to that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if, if you're working... And then all of a sudden you find yourself unemployed like a lot of people did. People don't care that you still got to pay rent, utilities, car, maybe it's tuition. You know, it, it probably doesn't take the average old boy that's working to go without work, but about four to five months and the suck-up truck, so to speak, starts coming and taking away your stuff. Uh, no <laughs> I've other... never heard of it called a suck-up truck. <laughs> and that's what happens. They come get your junk. And, you know, six months, you're earned. You could be have money in the bank. Like you take us, you know, when I lost my job of the insurance that I had to pay, $1,800 a month in insurance to keep us insured. You know, and I hadn't even thought about that, where people have health care. Yeah. Well, if, you know, unless you roll over into COBRA, and you know that's terribly expensive. Yeah. Most people either find themselves without health insurance or they're trying to do something to replace it. And it usually 
is not at the cost that they could have got when they got it through their employer. Correct. And, and it just depends. I mean, sometimes if you're with a mom and pop shop, maybe it's not that big a difference whether you got it independently or you got it through the mom and pop shop. But back to this, I mean, so you got people that are getting their stimulus checks and they're glad to have them. And then you've got people that are getting the unemployment. Well, what we all are finding now, and I don't think anybody thought it was going to be a shock, that for those states that made the unemployment attractive, which I can't quote exactly how many states, but I think most of them did. In some cases, people found... I think it was more than in some cases. ...that they could make more sitting at home than they could to return to the workforce. Yeah. Now, and let's just be honest about this. Do you blame anybody if you're told I'll, you're going to make three grand a month sitting at home, or you can go back to work and make two thousand a month? <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm going to be sitting at home. Well, I might be enjoying myself at home. I might be, you know, <laughs> with my little redneck pool. Yeah. You know, it's warm weather. I might be out there sunning. I might be out there cooling off. I might be doing whatever I enjoy doing and drawing a paycheck. But it it uh, it wasn't rocket science to figure out what the American public was going to do. And here's what's even scary about this is, and you know it as well as I do, this money's going to run out and somebody has to pay this stuff back to get the economy back where it was. What happens to us in the future? Well, right now they're, you know, they're talking about inflation. I mean, think about all the things that you you can't enjoy now. Now, I, we're not taking a stance one way or the other, whether you are a recipient of the unemployment and the stimulus check and you find yourself still sitting at home rather than going to work. But the after effect of this is going to be bad. It's obvious now. You can't even go into a Cracker Barrel because they can't staff it, so they're shut down. Yeah. You can't go to a convenience store. The other day, we pulled up, my husband and I. He comes back and gets in the truck, and he said, I, you, said you see those two guys over there? I said, yeah, look. I see them right at the front door. He said, that guy on the left is telling the other guy on the right, and I'm, I'm sure he had a small business. Yeah. He can't get anybody, okay? We had a situation at church, and they were like, whatever you do. Don't let X go, because we can't get a replacement. I mean, that's where we're finding ourselves. The, the, the guy that does nothing at work is like now the most valuable employee. <laughs> I mean, the little bit is better than nothing. Yeah. And that's what we're accepting. And so what does that say? I mean, what's it going to take to get people to come back to work? I think we both know those checks will have to stop, because as long as you're paid to sit at home more than go to work, it's just common sense. You make more. You're going to do that. And I think we're starting to see some states say no more. Yeah, and I think it's about 11 states. I know it started with Florida, and I think Montana did it, and they're turning the money down and saying, we got to get back to work. Our economy is going to be hurt. And here's the ripple effect that I don't think people understand, or maybe we just haven't looked at it this way, or maybe we do understand. I don't know. Is that... Okay, while we are not disputing the fact that people needed this money. Correct. We've made it so attractive in some cases. Hey, I'm making more to sit at home than I'm going to work. Well, the ma and pop shops and even the Cracker Barrels on up the food chain are suffering. Those jobs. Mm -hmm. I mean, what happens when a mom and pop shop that has been in business for 35 years, and let's say that they've had 70% of their work, their workforce return, or maybe 50%, but it's not enough to keep them afloat. And they flounder, and then 
they're washed up and gone. You know, I mean, what happens to them? Then they've got to turn around and get on unemployment. It's just like a vicious cycle that we've started. I don't know that. You know how you ever do things with the best of intention, and you say, "My gosh, if I'd known what was going to happen, I would have never done it." My Correct. intent was good, and I think that was the case here. But I think somebody told them not to do that, that it would end up this way. But they did it anyway. But, you know, and we have a lot of listeners from New York, and they got it a lot harder than we did. You know, we had some restrictions, but not near like they had in New York to where the restaurants were, like, totally closed. And anybody that either owned a restaurant or cut hair... They couldn't go to work, period. Well, and you had a lot of folks from New York that have said, guess what they've said, Scotty? See ya. Yeah. And they've packed up and they've left because not only did they find themselves quarantined and basically living in an area that was completely shut down, they also found out that, as a lot of people have, I can work remotely from anywhere. I got a job in... New York right now that will allow people to work remotely and I can go somewhere South Carolina I can go to Atlanta Georgia wherever and I can find a home for and maybe not maybe those are not good examples but a third of the cost of what it's going to cost me to live in downtown New York City come on over to the country and then yeah and they've got more to show for it they've got bigger square footage more conveniences hopefully more freedom, and I can sit at home and keep that same job. Mm-hmm. Or if I can't find that job, there's so many of them that we're talking about right now where people are saying, come on, because we'd love to have you. But now they're having, to, in order to get people just to come back, they're throwing all kinds of incentives at people. You got any examples of this? Well, I mean, you got, we were in Florida, what, maybe about a month ago. And you pull up at a McDonald's, and they're offering a thousand bucks in your hand, just oh, to like come, a signing bonus, just a sign-on bonus, just to come on. And you're starting to see that in a lot of different places. But some of the things, and some of this stuff has been around for a while. But I think that companies have realized that this old game plan that they had, it doesn't work anymore. This is a whole different world. So you either play by new rules. Or you may not play at all. Uh, I agree with that. So some of the things it says companies are offering a slew of incentives to lure employees back to the office. And this was published in September of 2020. The incentives have only gotten richer. So we've got things like employee meal programs. Now, you see that when you go to Google and Microsoft. and that Have sort their of own thing. restaurant but, type. Yeah, exactly. But, hey, this is like you come on in and we'll make sure that the, the pantry and all kind of foods to feed you while you're here. Here's another one. We've got fuel and transportation reimbursement. Mm. I mean, wouldn't that be sweet? Yes, it would. You fill out a card or whatever else that says, here's the day-to-day utility cost for me to, to come into work, and I want to be reimbursed for it. I mean, if you had said that to somebody... Ten years ago, they'd have laughed and said, uh, I don't think so. We'll find somebody else. Yeah, well, in fall of 2019, they would have done the same thing, too. Yeah, and now we're like, yeah, I mean, whatever it takes. I mean, if we need to add it up. So it says that people are saving between 100 and $200 a month just on commute, fuel, work, clothes, and food because they can work from home. So now people are saying, hey, how about if you'll come in? We will reimburse you for some of those expenses. I want to say I was paying a lot more than that. 250 to 300 a month in fuel plus food each day. 
uh, you know, that's, oh, yeah, a, and that's, that's probably on the low side. Yeah. I mean, so if somebody's willing to reimburse you for this, and I mean, obviously, you've got to have some receipts and that sort of thing. That tells you how desperate we've become just to get people back in the workforce. Okay, here's another one. Child care stipends. Child care can be, do you know how much child care can run? Oh, it can run a lot. I mean, for one child, you could be looking at anywhere from 1200 to 2000 a month. You know all about child care. Everybody's had people that have had children go through child care, and we know how expensive it can be, especially if you're in a bigger city. But for somebody to say, we'll pay for it, that ought to let you know that we're desperate for the workforce to return. I might even start a daddy daycare. It does sound attractive, doesn't it? <laughs> but, and then other things are like bonuses and flexibility. So we talked about the bonus of on a very small scale where even your fast food restaurants are throwing money at people. And, and not only that, but we're offering higher wages. In a large way, that's still not working. You can't hardly turn around without somebody feeling the pain of not having enough work for it. Well, and you know, here's the thing. I know that you've seen a bunch of uh, car lots sitting without cars on them. Uh, one of the big things is the computer chips are not be- They can't get anybody to make them for the trucks to put them in it to sell the cars. I mean, it's a backlog of everything. If you need a tractor part, you might as well forget it. Well, think about how many how many advertisements have you heard lately that says, do you have a used car that you'd like to sell? Yeah. I mean, there's a reason. And it's like, you can't, people are scarfing up homes. Do you ever pause and think, there's not a shortage of people spending or, or trying to spend? I've heard that boat manufacturers, they can't produce enough. It's kind of twofold. We're buying an awful lot as consumers, but yet we don't have the workforce to make it. Because I think they're all sitting at home buying this stuff. Well, it's because they're drawing, I mean, like, when you have more disposable income, guess what you're going to do with it? You're going to spend it. How many people do you think that say, you know what, when you use the example where they could make a 1000 more to sit at home, how many people do you think say, you know what, let's tuck that away for a rainy day? The average American yep. is like a kid in a candy store. Spend it. Spend it. And so I remember we went to um, an outlet mall, my husband and I, a couple of months ago, and you would have thought we were at Disney World five years ago. I mean, it was standing room only. Lines were forming. And I know that this was COVID time, but it was also because there were so many people trying to get in and purchase goods. They had their stimulus checks. I mean, what do we do to get the workforce back? And we're starting to see the restrictions of COVID lifted to where people actually can do that. Uh, and I think, you know, Florida is one of those states that you have to look at is kind of like the model to go after. He's kind of like a rock star down there, that governor. He's really done a lot. I mean, I would hate to know that my Cracker Barrels wouldn't be open long term where I couldn't wheel in one day on a trip and go eat a meal because we couldn't get people back in the workforce. I mean, there's only, I get it, but at some point you got to stop the bleeding. There's an article that says, Restaurant owners have been struggling for over a year now. They can't afford to offer workers more money without passing the cost on to the the consumer. Right, exactly. For example, take a chain of 17 restaurants across northeast Ohio called Winking Lizard Tavern. Well, no, I can't say I have it. Boy, that's an interesting name. It sounds like a cool place to me. But it says that they have 200 
open positions right now out of those 17 restaurants. 200? 200. Now, this is a quote from the co-owner. He says, I need about 10 managers. I need cooks, servers, bartenders, dishwashers, you name it. We need it. Capitalism is a great thing, but you can't compete against the government, right? we got to figure that one out. And this is a quote from the co-owner, John Lane. And then I, I thought that was a pretty interesting quote. Well, it that, backs up what we were saying a minute ago, that somebody should have seen this coming of what's going to happen to America. We're seeing it. I mean, we're living through this right now. And, you know, and if you read a lot of articles, you got people saying that they are concerned that this is, I mean, we have just opened up Pandora's box. We have. And, you know, you already think about, and I hate to say it because we're going to have some of our audience go, wait a minute now. But, I mean, think about the generations even before us. Nothing was handed to you. It was hard times. The Great Depression, you know, that. but we've moved into a, a generation even past uh, you and I that don't know anything about all this, and life has just been just great. I mean, even and, you and I can't relate. Yeah, it's going to hit one day, and it's going to because people can't grow gardens. They don't know nothing about sewing clothes anymore. Home ec is gone from the high schools. What's going to happen, Terry? Well, you know, they're saying that there's going to be a skill shortage in 2030. Yeah, that's not well, like how long. We're ha- it's happening right now, and and they were saying that, you know, obviously this was pre pandemic but in anticipation that you have a lot of people that have think about the u.s we've turned into service organizations service industries not a lot of manufacturing is still going on in the u.s what happened when we didn't have the manufacturing yeah and somebody better wake up and i think all that's been put on pause now to where we were looking at bringing all that stuff back i'm not sure it's going to happen now well, I mean, you got to have a workforce to even do it. Now that we've turned into this service-based industry, we don't even have people that can perform the functions in service-based, like restaurants, like uh, you name it, that are to even fill the void that they're seeing there. Yeah. Much well, less somebody that's a welder or has a skill set that can work for a shipbuilding or, or whatever Plumbing, type. whatever yeah, you want to yeah, call exactly. it. Exactly. Those... those Customer service is gone. Exactly. And so it's kind of scary that we already anticipated that we were going to have a shortage there. But now we don't even have people that are in our mom and pop shops and our restaurants. And, you know, like I said, so we're starting to see it. So now the government, once again, is having to step in, but on a local level. And it says that more states are offering return to work incentives to help fill jobs. There are several states, and this is an article that was published May 18th, so this is right around the corner. Several states are now offering incentives for people to return to work. In Oklahoma, take a guess how much they're offering. Well, I've seen some offering 500 to $800 to go back to work. Try 12000 Do what? 12000 It says that this is a limited-time offer, and it's like you see on an infomercial. It says the first 10000 or 20000 workers to take the offer get it. If you wait too long... There's no bonus for you. So it's that's like the, the incentive to get people back in, just taking the jobs that they had before. It's like the gold rush. and People are going to be running for that, I would think. Well, I mean, unless they are under the illusion. That this money's going to continue. Yeah, it's like, you know, this pot of gold is always going to be there and that the government is going to take care of me forever. And I think the government is seeing maybe the 
I don't know. I guess the what's the word? Of there's, uh, well, I think there's some in government that want that to continue. That that they want that to where the people what, the rely. Dependency? Yeah, and I don't like that. I like I like the open market. That's my outlook on oh, things. Oh yeah, I, I, well mine too. But I mean, I think that some of the governments on a, on a state level are starting to see the error of their ways. And they're trying to fix something that we've done on a federal level. Again, I think the intent was good. And I think the intent initially was needed. They're now trying to incentivize people just to return because of the impact that it's not only having on local businesses, but the economy. Right. I mean, think about if you don't have businesses that are working, you're not generating any taxes. No, you're not. And that's not a good thing, too. So... I know where we're headed, and it doesn't sound good. <laughs> no, it doesn't, Terry. But we got to do something to get everybody back working again. And you know what? I want to be able to pull up at Cracker Barrel and go in and eat my pancakes. I think there's one thing that we can all agree on. We need to get America back to work. I think most Americans would like to see our jobs come back to our soil. Or if you need a wheelbarrow, if you need medicine... Or if you need a pair of socks, well, it's made right here in the USA. And I know you're asking, how'd we get into this mess? Well, a lot of times it boils down to just simply greed. Companies demanded more profit. The CEOs wanted more profit. Maybe it's time the CEO takes a little less and gives back to the American worker to make a living. And maybe we could get the politicians on board to notice, well, Washington isn't about them. It's about America and help is wanted. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and will continue to listen more. We promise to provide stories that intrigue you, provide a little humor, reflect our heritage and culture, whether it's strange and alarming. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Let us know whether you liked or disliked. Do you have a story to share? If so, we'd like to hear from you. Please email us at comments at secretsfromthesouth.com and provide a brief description of your story along with contact information and we'll be in touch. Until next time, add just a little bit more sugar to that sweet tea.